Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Wow, Kiara. So good to see everyone. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the Here Now live podcast. First live podcast ever. Didn't even know we could do something like that. Awesome. So I'd love to welcome these two amazing thespians in our midst today. Pedro Engel Fritz, who's from Brazil originally and a lecturer at Unitec and a lover of all things mask techniques and also a surfer and started his foray into theater with the clown mask. That is a mask actually. And the wonderful Jacob Rajan, whom many of you will know from The Incredible Krishnan's Dairy. Apparently he's not ticklish, and I knew there was something weird going on behind his mask obsession. We'll come to that later on in the investigation. But Jacob Rajan and Pedro Engelfritz, welcome to Here Now. Thank you. My name is Kadambri, and I actually don't like masks. I don't even know what you've paid for. That's it. We're done here. I actually don't like masks. Actually, the reason is I have an aversion to masks. When I was about um, three or four years old in India, my dad put on this hideous mask with, I remember, rubbery skin and coarse hair and came right up to me and frightened the hell out of me and gave me a fever that lasted two or three days after. Sounds like drama school. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like mask trauma to me. So really what you've come to is therapy session. We're here in therapy, just minus the couch. This is mask therapy. We're trying to sort you out. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) So what was your first recollection of, you know, coming across a mask for the first time as a, you know, when you were young? You grew up in Brazil. You grew up in Malaysia for a few years. So what was it like for you for the first time you saw a theatre mask? Um, I mean, it was, it was very much, for me, it was actually a watershed moment uh, in terms of what I wanted to do. And I'd never done any mask work, and I was painfully shy as a child, never did any performance. And, um, you know, I'm the son of Indian immigrant parents, so I was supposed to be a doctor. And I did a, a BSc in microbiology at university, just wearing my parents down, but, but not not actually realizing there was a humanities department at university. I was so blinkered to the sciences. And they kept that away from you, essentially. Yeah, totally. It was a secret totally. that you should never know. Absolutely. No Indian parent wants their child no. to be an artist. No, no. That's it. No, no. Scientist, lawyer, doctor, accountant. Yeah, absolutely. And I can see the sense in that now. Let <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, look at this full theater, not. But, um, I got a, my, eventually got my, my science degree in microbiology, which would be quite useful now, but uh, then went to teacher's college, did a primary school teaching diploma, and I was gravitating towards the drama department there. And then my tutor, Ralph McAllister, said, there's a guy up in Auckland named John Bolton who's doing a two-week workshop in mask. I'd never touched a mask prior to that. And you had to arrive at the workshop with having made two masks. This moment I put a mask on, 
that shyness disappeared and this new being entered the room. And I could see that not just with me, but with anyone. Anyone that put a mask on, they were gone. Kind of was a revelation to me as I watched over two weeks how this kind of ancient form had so much power. Power to, I'm going to get a bit spooky and cosmic here, but possess. With me was uh, carnival. Being Brazil carnival. I grew up, so every February actually was is this weekend mm -hmm. in Brazil, or it starts yeah, in carnival. Because you know, in Brazil, never know when carnival stops and starts, because you know, <laughs> some parts of Brazil, they start partying like two weeks before carnival, <laughs> and they carry on for another two weeks. But I remember as a child that you know, for those five days, and all social conventions and rules are temporarily suspended, meaning you can be whatever you want for five days. So you can actually change your identity, you can disguise yourself, you can put another identity, you can put a wig, you can dress up differently, you can um, um, uh, challenge your own rules. And for example, you can eat more, you can drink more, you can sleep in different times of the day, you can, for example, you can get up and, you know, not as a child, but, you know, as an adult, you can wake up and open a beer, have a beer, start playing, party, and you know, so all, everything, the whole social life suddenly is upside down. And a lot of masks are involved in carnival. So how are the, how are the crime rates during those times? I mean, people are basically going around willy-nilly doing whatever it's they want. During the day, during the day, it's fascinating carnival during, in Brazil because people just yeah. get dressed up and go to the streets. And actually, they become the thing that you just put on. You know, and people, you know, um, you do, do you want to be a pirate? Do you want to be, um, you know, the president of Brazil? Do you want to be a celebrity? And, and the people are very creative. They, they you know, they, they go very far in terms of putting on a character. But they stay on in character. And I remember this very vividly. That's perhaps the first moment. I didn't know that later I would become a mask um, a researcher. But that was my first contact with masks, and um, well, what was the origin of that? Carnival? Oh, the carnival is is is, is ancient. Is every society that has very strict rules or norms, they need a moment to flip and leave the other side, or you know they need to carnivalize. So in a way, you know, it's the world turned upside down. So, you know, Brazil as a colonial country that is very religious, you know, it's very spontaneous, very warm, very um, um, colorful. But life in Brazil is tough. People work very hard. And for five days, you can be a king. You can be the lord of misrule. You can just go on the streets and do what normally, for example, the policeman does not allow you, for example, lay down in the middle of the, the, the road and say things that you normally don't say and behave in a way. That's very liberating. That's, um, it's very therapeutic in that way. Mm. So it's a, some, a sort of thing that putting a mask on during carnival gives you permission to be a certain somebody or a certain something that otherwise society would completely say no to. It was so theatrical, but it was a very intense memory I had of my childhood. How, how do you make that 
so universally appealing. It's obviously fake. There's nothing realistic about it. Everything's exaggerated. All the expressions are amplified. So how is it that we just suckers for a good mask? Well, it's, it's kind of the point, because my, my sort of bugbear about naturalism on stage is exactly that. I know you're pretending, you know, whereas when you put a mask on, that is a compact that you have with the audience. You know, we obviously are pretending and we can let that go. Now you enter into, and you talked about children and their ability to, to really go there. That's because children's imaginations are far more sophisticated than adults' imaginations. You've now, you're an adult, you're cool. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, you need, you know. you need the, the realism and everything. You, you give, you know this, you give a two-year-old a present, they're likely to play with the wrapping paper as much as the actual present. The mask taps into that childlike quality of imagination. That's why it's so much more, for me, theatrical and nourishing to see a mask because the audience, they don't realise it, if the performer's any good, but they're doing work. They're doing imaginative work. And um, that is performer possessed and technically proficient, audience believing. Um, so you have two, two, three things going on there. Me, the performer, the audience, but then this thing in between, the mask. And that's being brought to life. You've got literally a dead object, paper mache, wood, uh, you know, rubber, plastic. It's dead. But we are all animating it. We're all bringing it to life. And that's, that's an act of creation. That's so in, in your work as theatre makers, how do you arrive at that character? I mean, when you, when you write about somebody, when you're doing a character development exercise, do you kind of imagine what they look like or the, the personalities that they have? And therefore, based on that, design a mask. How, how do you arrive at what that look is? It's a, it's a physical exploration to, to find the character. I mean, these, these characters from Krishnan's Dairy, um, Justin, my director, and you know, we, we write all the plays together. Uh, he's a director, but he's also a very good mask maker, and he made the masks. And there were a number of iterations of the mask, and they were basically auditioned. So I tried them on, we, and we go, no. That's the nose is too small. Need to tr try a bigger nose. And it's not like, mm, he's not psychologically, mm, I'm not feeling the guilt, no. <laughs> you know, it's not that. It's the nose is, is too small. It, it doesn't register in the right way as a character. It's not, it's not giving him, the director, what he needs. And so we'll try a different mask on. And for me, as a performer, we, we don't work with mirrors. You know, I'll look yep. at the mask, but if I'm always looking at myself externally, I'm not in it. And so um, that the, it's, a, it's a kind of cosmic spooky thing, but that you have to get into the trance of it, of, of being possessed by the mask. And then you, you're on your way. And then Justin can throw me provocations. You know, this a, get up in the morning, make your breakfast. Nothing to do with the story as such, but you're finding out how this character lives in the world and how they move and, and what uh, obsessions they have. Um, th those kind of things then lead you to story because character basically is, is the choices you make in any given situation that exposes your character. Let's have a look at that mask again because that's, that's an iconic mask really. I mean, that's museum material. 25 years, isn't it? Yeah. It's been around for 25 years and 
you know, coming to the idea of, of what you were saying earlier in terms of in, inhabiting a mask, what's interesting is you're playing four characters in that play in mm. Christian's Dairy, so you're running between one mask and another. Who's seen Christian's Dairy here? Oh, great. Okay. Great. And for those that haven't, it's this beautiful story of an immigrant couple running a dairy, a corner shop, and up against a bunch of odds that the entire premise of the play is based on. And it's this beautiful, moving, moving play that one of the first I ever saw when I came to New Zealand. And, you know, exactly what I tried to explain earlier was my aversion to masks changed when I began to watch more masked theatre like that. Because I taught you, you to love again, didn't I? Oh, <laughs> okay, what can I say? That's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. Krishna's Jerry, I mean, that's an iconic piece of theatre, New Zealand theatre. And that mask, I mean, you, you're running between four different characters. Well, I knew I arrived after our first um, dress rehearsal. Helen Todd, our lighting designer, asked for all the actors to come on stage. And oh, it's just me, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> me and my friends. That's right. these, yeah, yeah, yeah. these things in a bag. <laughs> so the process of, of, of finding a character, in many ways, it's preferable to not go into an analytical or, or discursive, but more like learning how to ride a bike rather than have, let's have a discussion about how we ride a bike. <laughs> let's break it down. <laughs> yeah, let's do the theory of bike riding. <laughs> so if you were to pick one to show us exactly what you mean, which would you? What do you mean? If you had to pick one to put one on. Oh, I can put this one, I like the red nose. <laughs> you have a long-standing history with that, don't mm -hmm. you? <laughs> so with the red nose, your attention goes to the center of my face. So I can't really move my eyes and everything too much, otherwise it's like feeding you too much. Imagine if I do this, look, I'm going to try to do wrong. Unbearable to watch, isn't it? <laughs> it's too much going on, so it's I have to much. really sustain this one thought, one thing. So when I move a little bit, my eyebrow looks like a big movement because the red nose amplifies my face. And yeah, I have a soft spot for this one. I <laughs> like Tell me about this. that soft spot, because I, I, I want to know the story. Why are you so fascinated with the red nose? You because like that's, that's the mask I spend most time with. In Brazil, I was part of a company, and the focus was the, the red nose. And to get to the red nose, we trained with a neutral mask. So I actually discovered the other masks much later, much later. But my whole relationship with theater is through the, the, the red nose. And does that, does that red nose... I haven't done a lot of clown work, mm. but if, does it, is it so uniquely individual, the clown within you, yeah. that the red nose is... Yeah. 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 To a point that there is no character. So if I kind of like I'm going to play a funny character, it does not really work. So I put the red nose and and this is me revealing myself completely to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not well, going to hide. I've I've seen people do the uh the it's it's the it's the tragedy of the clown where they've got the red nose on Everybody is in hysterics, laughing at what they're doing, but they don't know what they've done. 
they don't actually know what they've done and it, and it gets funnier and funnier because they, they just genuinely have this look on their face of why is everybody yeah. laughing at me? Yeah. And, and that's rather than going ah <laughs> and trying to go for the laugh, the nightmare of clown is I'm here and everybody is laughing at me and I don't know why and it gets worse and worse and the worse it gets the more more enjoyment the, the audience has. It's, it's this weird, perverse kind of thing that's going on. Is that but where the slant eyebrows come from as well? Well, it's there's, there's, that. I, I don't know all the layers of the clown makeup and everything like that, but I've seen fantastic, like Slava, the, the Russian yes. clown. You know, there's, you look in the program and there's a doctor of clown. You know, they, they've studied for years and years and years to, to just just perfect this one character. And, it, and it's extraordinary to just to see something so simple, but so, like I say, it just cuts to the core of, of your humanity. Um, it, of all the characters thing. in history, you know, from Phantom of the Opera to um, the Iron Mask, all of these different iconic characters, masked characters in history, what would you say has really sort of captured your imagination? I, I, I mean, I entered into it because I didn't think it was done. You know, I, I thought Mask had been relegated to sort of street theatre and children's theatre. I never saw it as a legitimate, having a legitimate place in, in the main stage in this country anyway. And so I didn't have that many references. And, and so the creation of Christian's Dairy was almost uh, a, um, a, a calling, a calling to, to make it happen. And that's, that's how it came about. The, these... Uh, I didn't have any, any any references as such. I don't know, Pedro. Did you have like iconic mask people? No, but for me, Charlie Chaplin is a mask work. You know, and totally. we, we we start talking about then the technique of the mask, and I think we should talk about that because not just about putting the mask on, mm -hmm. but for example, just very quickly. Um, you can't be moving non-stop with the mask. You have to find pauses. And you know, if you have, for example, you want something you want to express and you can use three gestures, that is preferable rather than having seven gestures. So the mask has to be economical. The mask has to be precise. You have to finish one movement before you start the next one. So that creates a sort of codified language that is very close to cartoon. Like, for example, I grew up with Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And the Pink Panther. So that was the mask reference for me. And uh, yeah, Duffy Duck and, mm. you know, and, and Charlie Chaplin. Oh, extraordinary. It's, yeah. a, it's a clown Buster without Keaton. the red nose. And it's a mask work. You watch Charlie Chaplin, it's a master class on mm. mask. And his hat is a mask, his mustache is a, is a mask. So, you know, his costume, his shoes. His skin, everything there mm. works as a mask. His makeup. His everything. makeup. And in many ways, it speaks to that humanity, rather right? in some yeah. way, all of his work is sort of cut through and on, on that level appeals to everybody. There is That's a certain right. sense of tragedy despite it being com comic in many ways. So, you know, with that good, uh, good and evil, good and bad duality of a mask, is there a preference? Because I think historically and culturally, we've only ever, most of us, at least in our parts in the south of Asia, we grow up seeing menacing and hideous-looking masks that represent demons and um, not so much gods, because the gods often don't have masks. The good people in plays in India often don't have masks. They might have 
very white makeup, very exaggerated eyebrows, but they don't really have menacing looking masks. So why is that, that traditionally you often see this in, in a lot of theater in the south of India? It's always the bad guys that have masks on and not, well, the good guys are just there hanging out as they are. I, I don't, but when I think of, of the duality, the mask, the mask contains everything. So you have the, what we call the mask and then the counter mask. So a character like uh, Capitano is, uh, presents as very brave, but then he's a coward underneath. He's all things, and we are all, all things. And the mask yeah. captures that. It's not one thing. It can do everything. Um, and the delight in seeing the transformation of something that's fully covering your face. Uh, and you, you only have the eyes and the mouth to express with this, this mask, but it is all things. Um, the mask maker has cleverly drawn your focus to the eyes and the mouth, so those are clues of how to use it. But then your body has to express everything. And so a character like this, which is stock character of the priest, he, he, he does that. His, his, his presence is, I am the messenger of God on earth, and he speaks in this, but then when he asks for somebody to bring him something, he, he kind of over-promises and under-delivers. And that is the duality that he deals with. He's a representative of God on earth, but he can't quite do anything. He's impotent. And, and so that, when, when a mask works on that level, it is, it is touching the universal of all of us. You know, we, we, we try to be one thing and then we fail. Uh, and that, that, uh, those are the masks that work really well for me. The mask demands a form. The mask demands a certain level of organization of the dramatic material that is very tough and cruel on the actor because you can't just behave one with the same energy that I, for example, I'm sitting here talking to you. If I put the mask and you saw that when I put the red nose that I had to elevate and I have to feel, so I'm focusing here as I'm feeling my hands, my legs, so I know that my whole body is being seen and observed and being read by you. So I will elevate my level of energy. I'm not gonna be constantly moving, so I will choose certain forms in my body that um, I call them attitudes. So with the mask work becomes a dance from one attitude to another attitude, mm. which pretty much becomes almost something choreographed. But there is not a pre-existent form is just a technique. So um, it's very interesting because in the West we don't have a form and it's very difficult to transmit theater. But if you go to Katakali, they will tell you, yeah, okay. this is the form. You and ah, can I do this movement here with my hand steps? No, no, no. Do it exactly how it's being done yeah, for centuries and centuries and centuries. So the mask is really good in terms of acting training because if you don't have a form, you you screwed. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the stuff that I was taught at drama school was from uh, Stanislavski. You, you find the truthful emotion, you bring it out. With the mask, it's exactly the opposite. So I have a big nose. I le I'm led by that nose. I, you know, my, the form is dictating that I follow this big nose everywhere, and suddenly I feel curious because the nose is making me curious. 
it's not that I have to draw from a childhood experience of curiosity <laughs> and then present that to you truthfully, because that's very hard to manufacture that real memory night after night, but you can always follow your big nose. That's, so the that's attitude the is based on the form that you yeah, actually have. Yeah. yeah, because everything we think and everything we feel is expressed by the body, if you want it or not. That's why it's so difficult to lie, isn't it? Or to tell a story, to say something that is not true, you know, I know it's not true, so, but I have to really work very hard so my body does not give it away, right? So if I, if, I, if I have a crush on one of you, for example, and you come into the room and I have to work very hard to not let you know that I actually attracted you, and you're like, hi, Pedro, and I go, hi. <laughs> so I can really hide 98%. Those 2% that I can't hide <laughs> becomes impressed in the body. So this is how it goes. Everything you feel and you think is expressed by the body. Your body gives away everything. Your body can't shut up. Okay? Everything that you don't want others to see, you have to not express. So you will repress. Everything you repress becomes impressed in your body. So it becomes character. Hi, everyone. So your chest, your legs, everything. So in a way, now when you walk outside, you'll be like, Wow, look at that person, look at that person. There's characters everywhere. They are walking forms, a structure. This is a structure. Now you're going to create a structure that is physical, that goes with this body. That's a, that's a lifelong study. Mm. In other words, don't go to drama school. It's going to leave you traumatized pretty <laughs> much. Well, that's the beauty of, with the Stanislavski stuff, yeah, there is a danger of that trauma because you're drawing on a real emotion with me take the mask off it's gone it's a fine line to walk it really is when you start embodying all of that it can mm. be quite a fine line to walk do, do we have time for someone from the audience to put a mask on we do just before we wrap is there anyone say, that's brave enough wants to come here and just put the mask on and wants to try oh yes yeah. well, we've got two yeah. not one but two okay <laughs> hello you are Vinay. what's your name Vinny. Vinny. So Vinny, turn, your, turn around, so you need to be looking that way. Look at this mask. <laughs> now, without using your voice, say hello, quite loud for everyone, and really exaggerate your jaw. <laughs> now, can you bring your chest inwards? Just chest, yes. <laughs> and your hands, kind of shy hands, squeezed against your body? Yeah. You see the transformation happen. Well, that was the magic of mass, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Vinny. Thank you, Pedro, and thank you, Jacob. This is actually part of a, connect, a collection that Pedro sort of became an informal custodian of a few years ago. And it's a massive collection. I wanted to know where you actually store them. In our laundry. <laughs> at home. <laughs> you can find out more about these masks on the RNZ website, actually. We've talked about it before. But um, we've run out of time, so thank you so much for joining us. It's been really great having all of you. Thank you. That was the wonderful Jacob Rajan of Indian Inc. Theatre and Pedro Engelfritz, lecturer at Unitech, talking to me about their love for masks theatre. 
That was a live recorded conversation at Q Theatre as part of the Podfest that took place there earlier this month. I'll be back next week with a regular episode of Here Now. Today's episode was mixed by Jeremy Ansel and my name is Tadavira Gukumar. Thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.